You are listening to Gabriel and Lee at the Crossroads. All right, Lee. How's it going? Nice to see you at the Crossroads again. It's at the Crossroads. We are still under quarantine, but we're pushing through. Yep. Calling you from home base, 001. <laughs> home, base. home base. Home base, <laughs> Yeah, home base. Uh, it's weird being home and not being anywhere else other than work right now. So you literally just go from home to work and then back home. Yeah, especially after these uh, two weeks, right? It's supposed to peak in these next two weeks. Um, trying to avoid going to the store as much as possible. So I haven't gone since Saturday, Sunday, something like that. I have a, a promise or a news update, I guess you could say. Progress report, maybe. We went to Costco on Tuesday, I think it was, or Monday, I forget. Monica and I went, and they had toilet paper. Which one did you go? Which one did you go to? No, I'm not going to tell you my my source, <laughs> dude. Come on, now. are you kidding me? That's for we'll talk after. We'll talk after. Oh, off right, air. Off, off air. Yeah, yeah. Off the air. I don't want to like you know all of our thousands of listeners. I don't want them to know. No, can't be helping them out right now. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> It's right there in Garden Grove. Oh, Garden Grove. Yeah. It's been a while since I've gone there. It's, it's like literally down the street. Like you go down, uh, I forget the streets now, but you go down a street over here behind us and then down um, Harbor, I think it is. It's like eight minutes from here. But yeah, it took what, two weeks for them to restock? And they literally had like a pile of toilet paper. Like, how are. How are people still hoarding? I don't even know if they are. Are no? they? Are there reports of them hoarding? I well, I mean, calm down. You go to the stores and there's still stuff missing a lot. Oh yeah, like yeah. um, like a big one was spaghetti, like noodles and things like that. Rice, rice, yeah. beans, milk, stuff that you milk, can, like, mass. eggs. Yeah, you even okay. So Costco still, um has had like a little bit of an issue on their eggs, but they, they're, they're stocked up again. But now they're saying one per purchase or like uh card holder card card holder. Yeah. So basically I just went first, bought. I literally bought eggs and toilet paper and then Monica was right behind me and she had a carton of eggs and toilet paper, uh thing of toilet paper. Did they catch you guys? No. Huh. No, because they even the 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 for, I don't know what their position's called, but they help like box if they need to get boxed or what have you. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna are you gonna put this in the car?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll put it in there." She's like, "Okay." I was a little nervous. I felt like I was doing something wrong. <laughs> you're, you know, you're crossing you're crossing the border with uh, un uh, undeclared uh, packages. Yeah, un, yeah. There you go. I had the goods. I didn't want them to know. It's weird. It felt weird. Even though they were totally cool with it. Like, I didn't have to make a big, big deal about it in my head, but I did. But, yeah, it's funny. It literally took, what, two weeks for them to restock? Like, literally, there was a ton of toilet paper and a ton of, of napkins. 
And then, like, mm. especially Costco, like, this is just one Costco store and it's completely packed. Like, plenty of food, you know, plenty of whatever you need, really. Waters, all that. Did you, did you guys have a, a line to get in? Mm-mm. We went at four o'clock. Wow. Yeah, like, that's no pretty line. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good because every time I've gone, it's always been later in the day, like around four ish, two, three, maybe five, but. Yeah, it's always been empty on, on TP and, you know, the paper goods. The the real the real gold. The gold. That's so weird. The toilet paper is, like, so valuable. <laughs> a commodity. Yeah. Well, for sure, I haven't seen hand sanitizer, but we're at home mostly, and we could just wash our hands, so it doesn't really matter anyways. That's more right. of, like, a just in case. So how's everything going though? Well, pretty good. I mean, it's weird. Like it's weird word. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird going to work still and the freeways are empty. Uh, especially right now because of the rain. Kind of, kind of weird. Like it's weird as it is, and then it's weird that it just rains all day. And it's like I was telling Grace, I'm like, why, why is it, why is it raining, like nonstop? I feel last two it's weeks. It's been like all day today for sure since like last night. I think since like eleven last night. Yeah. Uh oh, you froze. I don't know. There you are. You're back. I'm back. I'm liking the the sweater. Thank you, sir. Liking it. Uh, I like that green. It's it was, like an army green. It was it was a gift. One second. Oh, uh, sorry. My wife's asking for help on something. Uh oh. <laughs> getting he's getting lectured. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah, sir. Hi, Grace. No, it's his email. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're a professional uh, <laughs> podcast here, man. I can't have no. I'm trying to help her dad log into Facebook. And oh, that's funny. I wrote it down twice and they lost it or something. So now I had to write it for her, but. <laughs> Oh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? Remember what I was saying about earlier about uh, technology? It just seems like, oh, yeah, just to talk to people, I need to, you know. Log into. You know, log in somewhere and, yeah. And use the the uh, technocrats technology. Remember, remember phones? Uh, what do you mean? Like just phones, just you just pick up a phone on the wall and then you just get it yeah. and just dial these numbers and then that's it. I remember those days. Remember how crisp and how clear that sound was? Oh man, I kind of I kind of miss those landline days. Just the sound, the quality. My, my favorite uh, part about those landlines is that you could call a specific number and it would tell you the exact time. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, like the time number. Yeah, there was a time number. You literally call, and it's like it is four thirty-four p.m. <laughs> like what? 
Tommy doesn't have a watch. I was told, but no, this is like the exact time. Like this is the real time. <laughs> this is the real exact time. Yeah, the real exact time. <laughs> this isn't no pseudo fake news stuff. Yeah. No, I mean we're 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 pretty good. I mean, we said other than like it's just weird, like being at work and the the stuff that the stuff that comes out of people's mouths and. Ideas and just how like it's weird like seeing everybody handling this whole thing their own way, like it, it's their personalities definitely definitely come out. So I think yeah, I think it's that you know that's kind of more on the forefront of my mind, I guess, more than like the news and it's like I watch the news, but a lot of it is just like on repeat, you know. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, it's just I don't know, just having to kind of hear hear everyone else out on like their situation and how they're dealing with. It. Like it's all it's all out in the like out in the open. People's like emotions, their anxiety, like that's that's definitely a big part of work right now. It seems. Yeah, I. Uh... I think I had this thought yesterday, but what I'm hearing you say is in a way people are, I don't want to say it this way, but in the sense of being like exposed, like uh, so much of what is between us and others, like, like walls or, or barriers or, or just whatever it is between us and like who they are it seems like those are now gone. Yeah. Like they're, the they're filter, the filter, filters. Yeah. Buffer. Yeah. It's Boundaries. Like, it's are, like bare bones. This is them. Yeah. Cause it's like, I feel like a lot of us are in the borderline of survival mode. I mean, it, it's like, a, it's like they're are. raw now. I think that's a good way yeah. of saying it. Yeah. I mean, we're just talking about it, right? People hoarding toilet paper and water and disinfectants and all the rest. So, yeah, it's showing it's showing our true true nature, humanity's true nature when it when things. Well, I wouldn't say it's a complete picture because obviously there are there are uh, good acts or um, those who are acting out in grace and mercy in that like they're you know we've we've text you know on that group text that group chat about how there are ceos and celebrities and whoever else that's you know high profile and they're giving them their money away and they're not taking salaries or you know the nba is providing funds for the for this the what is it the workers that run the yeah, stadiums yeah. and the courts, the arena, the arena, the arena, yeah, staff, and you know, different th- like the um, there's a comedian fund, uh, or I don't know if it's a comedian fund, but there was a fund to be able to help support um, those who worked in um, comedy, the, ind- the the comedian industry, if you will. So there's different initiatives, there's different pushes to help support, and it's it's been it's been great 
to see that on um in comparison to all the nastiness that's out there too there's a lot of nastiness for sure um just to stand on a positive note, I don't want to get to the to the nasty stuff too quick. But uh, Mayor Garcetti was on the news right now, or in a press conference. I guess they do like their everybody does their daily like mm-hmm. press conference, right? President, governor, uh, mayor. So Garcetti was on there, and he was yeah, like, like you said, he was saying that um, Rihanna and. What's the Twitter guy's name? Jack uh, Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. That they had each donated, I don't know how many millions for, so it, it was a fund for, wasn't homeless. I already forgot. Oh, well, but they had donated for to the county, to the county of LA or the city of LA for, for like, uh, it might have been, it might have been shelters. Hmm. but like you're saying yeah we're definitely seeing like um food banks food drives uh these different people that they want to participate right they want to get involved with what's going on and they want to be a helping hand which that's a good thing i think that's what we should be you know focusing on we should be finding solutions finding a way to really just make the situation better i mean um, I know people like make fun or like, oh, you know, our our grandparents, our great grandparents went through the depression, or they went through war, or they went through so much worse. But I mean, yeah, this is like this is like a, a, since nine eleven, right? There hasn't been like a a big like. Well, I shouldn't say that because then there's hurricanes and like that but like nationally right there hasn't been anything that's affected us as a whole like this much well what i would say well um maybe even like the, the 2008 market crash could be close yeah, in bubble the housing bubble. Yeah. yeah well there's that but i think what's interesting is i was uh talking to someone earlier and he mentioned that 9-11 was more of and I think others have said this, like 9-11 was like a, almost like a temporary thing, whereas this is a little bit more long, the effects are more long-term. More what, intrusive. What, yeah, and it's definitely more intrusive in, in the entire nation. But on top of that, what what is being said is that this is a world world affair. It's impacting everybody around the world. So it just it, it really brings in it brings in the whole globe the whole global community is how they would say it right, which is important to know that you know we're we're definitely when they say we're all in this together it's true together, but also there's some bad actors out there you know and we gotta we gotta state that like China China. I still don't understand how we have more infections than they do or deaths for that matter. I don't think I'll get over that. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think in reality we do. Don't ask uh, who or the UN. They're going to 
shut down the they're gonna shut down the um zoom call or the Skype call. I didn't hear that. Google <laughs> uh, what? How dare you? Yeah. That was something. Ask questions. And then now I think it was today, Washington Post, I think, or New York Times or one of them put out an article saying stating that well, actually, now what we're finding out is the coronavirus came from Europe because of whatever they were researching. And it's like, really? How are you going to say it's going to come from Europe when we know patient zero is from Wuhan? And now, I think we've known this, but now we're, we're seeing also that there is that lab that's a, a, a mile away from the wet market or the blood market or the wet market. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird that China doesn't they didn't want to acknowledge anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, why not? What's, what do you have to lose? That's the weird part about it. What are they trying to hide? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. I just know that they're uh, they're very authoritative. Mm-hmm. Tyrants, they have special gels. <laughs> you have coronavirus? Straight to jail. Straight to, right to jail. Not e- the hospitals aren't, aren't even hospitals, they're just jails. No, that's uh. Did I send you the video? A quick video on. Of course, I can't say his name. Tucker Carlson and how I forget what institute, what um, agency that they changed their numbers as far as what they expected at this point or overall what they expect in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because originally, well, this was like, wasn't this just last week or two weeks ago when, when Trump and Bayuchi were saying 100 to 200,000 deaths expected mm-hmm. in the U.S.? Yeah, I think you forget that one. So, so now they changed it to the expectancy to down to like sixty thousand or eighty thousand, somewhere in, somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, Tucker Carlson was just saying he's like, no one's saying this, no one's reporting this. He's like, the U.S. is in some states even better, but the U.S. overall, it start the they're starting to flatten the curve. So he's like. Yeah, we, we, we everybody was wrong. Everybody, you know, some people predicted worse. Some people predicted, you know, underpredicted. But he's like, we're kind of landing in the middle, and we're starting to see the see the numbers. I don't know. It's weird, dude. Because like, I'll see that, I'll hear that, and then I'll see another post about like, oh yeah, things are so bad, and such and such state or such and such city, and I'm just like. Oh, who's lying and who's telling the truth because they mm-hmm. can't both be right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. It's hard to know, but it all, it'll all come out eventually. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to know in this moment in time. Like we just got to do everything we can to make sure more people aren't affected by this. I mean, it's kind of in a sense, in a way too late, it's either you're affected by the virus 
either being infected by it or, you know, someone in your family, um, yeah, is infected by the virus and then passes away or you're losing your job. You know what I mean? Like one way or another, this virus is going to impact you and it's going to impact everyone around you. So it's very, it's very hard to say what, what the true impact of it is going to be at the end of the day. Like we know what it is now, but we'll know more, more of the truth, I guess you could say. Like right now we're getting like a little slither of what it looks like, what the truth looks like about what's happening. Do you think, um, with that being said, the truth, we're going to see the truth. We're going to see the end result at some point, but are you on board with what Eric Weinstein said? Weinstein said about keeping people accountable. If, you know, if it all turns out that someone was like, not just wrong, but that they caused the situation to be even worse. Like he was calling out uh, de Blasio and Nancy Pelosi, like saying like, Oh no, nothing's wrong. Come out for Chinese new year. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely, um, so he, he, he named de Blasio, Pelosi. Pelosi. And I think he even said Trump in a sense. I forget. He might have said Trump, but I think he also, didn't he also say the, the UN director and who? The director for who? Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely agree with who, um, put, putting more pressure on them to figure out like what it, what's, what's that all about? Why are they being so uh, approving of China's um, kind of response to this, to this virus? And how is it that they're not being a little more critical about what was happening from the get go and what changed and how was it spread and all the, all the information um, that's now being shown to, to highlight like, okay, there's something fishy about, fishy get it something fishy about that relationship <laughs> but then <laughs> but then uh was it yesterday or today trump was saying that we're gonna not give money to the un i think it was yeah i think it was yesterday or the day before <clears throat> so that in and of itself tells me that there's already some accountability being done there or uh not accountability but yeah there's some accountability there's- there's there's consequences for yes. these people not giving him or not giving not just him but giving everyone else correct information. So you have that, and then just in terms of the politicians, I would agree. Like we need to do a better job of of finding leadership that that's a little bit more forthright. So, I mean. There's got to be some accountability in, in regards to like saying, you know, I was wrong two, three weeks ago or a month ago about what I said about this. I think. In, take in a, it seriously. Yeah. Like we didn't take it serious and you know what? We were wrong and like we're going to do everything we can to, to switch gears here, uh, change gears. And so I think in that way, yes. But there was one, there's one thing about him. I think we didn't get to it when we were texting each other, but his, his, um, what do you say? 
his reaction to to Trump. It's interesting, and I wanted to talk to you about it. I was going to sure. mention it over text, but do you do you see sort of a I want to say like almost like an uh, like an arrogance or or a, I think it's like almost like an arrogant response to 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 Trump in a sense that like is this the best we got is what he would ask and then his response is we need to figure out through science and and his all of his mathematics and and whatnot to find a way and that's that's really what pushed him to put out this information about his theory about um einstein's uh, physics you know mm-hmm. taking that to the next level but i don't know it seems very arrogant i don't know if you feel that way about him but to me it just seems like he's wrong in terms of his the way he's responding right there's yeah there's definitely a lot there with um i guess you could classify it as pride or as arrogant yeah. Because remember, towards the end of the episode, he's talking to Joe, and Joe's trying to, he's trying to say, in other words, like, is there a way that you could simplify what yeah. you're saying? And then Eric comes out with, oh, it's not for the average person. Mm-hmm. So right there, it's kind of like, we know you're smart, and you have a point, but then but then it, there goes that saying, right? That, there goes that saying, if you can't explain something simply, it means you don't really understand it. Right. So, you know how we've talked to, and then I think we've, we've spoken to or texted with Eliseo about this, about, um, well, like you're saying, uh, arrogance, pride, but how pride, no, I should put it, knowledge doesn't always equal understanding right yeah or that doesn't always equal in the same way that's not going to necessarily equal um wisdom i think we've said that before which doesn't mm-hmm. equal wisdom but with but with knowledge i mean that's why it says in scripture right knowledge it just all it does is puff up yeah if you don't know how to use it if you don't understand it if you don't know how to I guess I would, one I would, one way I would put it would be if you don't know how to apply knowledge in a useful or purposeful way, then it's all just pride. It's all just, it's all just arrogance, right? Because then all you're doing is saying, I wrote out this math equation, this formula, and I understand it and I have it, but you don't. So, like, you're keeping it to yourself, so to speak. You're not allowing others to use it to apply it, right? To materialize what is it that you've learned. Yeah, it was like a, makes sense. Yeah, he was saying it was a solo journey for him. Right. And now he's deciding to share it, but only under these, uh, under this uh, guise of, well, we need to do better than than what what sort of leadership we have. Um. What ergo meaning I know better than. Right. And I have the solution. And this is how you, we're going to fix all of our problems. Because it, it kind of goes into, it, it meshes really well or, or connects, well, the way I connected it, it goes really well with what um, Sam Harrison said, right? Mm-hmm. About, I only want to, 
base truth on facts. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like you're saying, like it's this arrogance of, well, I understand it and I know how to get to that understanding. And it's going to be through science and nothing else, you know, empirical evidence and nothing else. And it, yeah, you're really just, it's almost like you're inflating what you know, what you understand, and you're discounting the rest. Everything mm-hmm. that you don't understand or that you don't acknowledge or that you don't see any value to, all you're doing is, I'm going to put it away. That's an important point. The fact that he has lack of knowledge or understanding in different areas, to me, is what is, what is misleading him. In a lot of ways, it's, 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 it's like what he, it, it's that, um, how does this, how does it go? Uh, I haven't read it, but in Faust, it says that all I know is all I need to know. I miss, miss the fall, miss the, miss the fallacies or how do you say it? Miss the fallacies in Faust. Um, Peterson, Jordan Peterson has talked about it, but basically like, it's it's that arrogance, that pride that says that what I what knowledge and understanding I have is all I know need to know to be able to operate in the world effectively, without realizing that there are there are places, both physical and psychological, that you have yet to explore. Meaning that there are are chaos traps, if you want to say it that way, you know, chaos versus order. So there's chaos traps, meaning uh, territory you have yet to explore that once you meet that you're you're gonna be um, blindsided by what you're, what pieces of information you're missing and it's gonna really mess with you really at the end of the day it's gonna like affect what you think about how you think about things and I think for me again this is not this is not this this critique isn't coming from a place that I know better but I think in in parallel to Sam Harris, there's always this bit of arrogance in them and you can kind of feel that energy coming from them through the way they speak. And it's like this, I'm so, I'm so intelligent and yes, they are intelligent, but it's like, what else? It's, um, how do you call it? They have a blind spot. Mm-hmm. And like the way the way that Je- the way that the Bible describes Jesus is that he was the like the chief cornerstone, and the builders didn't know what to use it with or for, and so they just tossed it away, tossed it to the side. So it's like like you're saying they can have the knowledge that they have, but they're lacking the understanding that hey, we might be missing something here you know, something else that we can add to the equation or like I was saying, um, a blind spot, mm-hmm. so to speak. Cause yeah, that, I, think... I mean, that's cause go, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. No. Cause I, you think about like in mathematics, right? Like if you get one, one part of the equation wrong. It completely, completely changes the whole thing. That's why they say, um, it's engineers, they never trust a calculator. They always have to run it the same thing twice 
or three times just to be sure. Do you never trust the first answer they get on the calculator? I don't know, something like, something like that. But oh yeah, that makes. I think I've heard of this, but yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you gotta check and double check, triple check, triple check, <laughs> triple check, triple triple. No, yeah, because they they like you're saying they definitely have the intelligence down. They have. Um, I guess like these viewpoints, these angles that a lot of people don't, they don't get to, Mm -hmm. but their downfall or so to speak, their Achilles heel is the fact that, right. They're, they're just arrogant. They think, like you said, like a Faust, they have it all figured out, whatever they need, they already have. I think that's, that's the danger. Even like, if you think about faith, Mm. you think of like, like, oh, I I know what the Bible says about this or that. I have it figured out. Or I've lived as a Christian long enough to know how to get through this trial or how to encourage people when they're going through, you know, whatever it might be. But in reality, it's like, if if you get to that point, then you, really, what do you need God for? What do you need fellowship for? What do you need the, the scripture for? you know, Holy Spirit to guide you. That's a, that's a very dangerous trap, but even, even believers can get trapped in that. It could be anybody. Yeah, it really can. And I think it's interesting. So Eric Weinstein will claim that he's operating outside of the, the institutions. He calls them the gated, narrative institution or what is it the gated narrative or or, uh shoot i forget the gated institutions basically right the gated institutional narrative something like that so it's interesting because because organizations become into institutionalized they become ivory towers a club club. they, they become exclusive um, we mentioned, uh, I think we had the discussion in one of the Bible studies, right? So it's interesting how now all these exclusive clubs are being dismantled in a sense, right? The discussion that we're having with like mega churches, they're not able to congregate and have in-person uh, services. So they're, they're doing so online. But I think it was last Wednesday, Elizabeth mentioned that because reconnect ministry is so small and, and they can, we can be so nimble. We're able to be so nimble in these, in these, in this situation. So it makes it challenging if you're too large of a organization, you can't make those adjustments. And I know we've, we've perhaps even had these discussions before, I think in um, previous episodes, but it's interesting how Eric is addressing that. And, I, and it's important to give him credit, you know, in that, and that he's looking to say there are all these institutions that are protecting themselves in a sense. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like you, you, you as the individual become part of that. And then it's kind of like you're, you're, you're grinded in that machine. That's kind of needing you to be able to fulfill its needs apart from your needs even even superseding your needs. Mm-hmm. So in in some sense I you can 
someone can hear that and say, well, you've just described the megachurch. In, in yeah. a sense, it's, it's superseded the needs of the congregation to be able to fulfill its own needs. And it's interesting because there's this guy that got me, he was my gateway drug to Alex Jones. He um, talked about the word- Interdimensional aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly where we're going with this. Here we go. So this guy, I think I mentioned to you before, but his name is, um, goodness gracious, I'm already forgetting. What's his name? E. Michael Jones? No, he's similar to him, though. Aaron Rousseau? Bill Cooper? Oh, my gosh. (gasps) (laughs) I'm just tossing out a bunch of conspiracies. Illuminati, (laughs) Angels and Demons, Tom Hanks, Jordan Maxwell. That guy. Jordan Maxwell. Wow, it works every time. How did did you do that? So, (laughs) isn't that funny? How How did you connect it with Tom Hanks? So Illuminati, you said Illuminati. That's what it was. Yeah. So Illuminati was in the movie Angels and Demons. Tom Hanks was the actor in Angels and Demons. Mm-hmm. And I googled Illuminati, which introduced me to Jordan Maxwell. Uh, yeah. And then that led me to Alex Jones. So interdimensional aliens. <laughs> they're turning the frogs gray. The frogs. The frogs. Um, Hillary Clinton is, is an enemy of the United States of America. What is it? A uh, new world order. Or, uh, what Hillary, Hillary, the, the elites. Hillary Clinton's an agent of the new world order. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good impression, actually. Uh, Alex Jones? Yeah, really good. I have to work on it. I yeah. think a little bit better than Bernie. But your Bernie's gone a lot better. What we're going to do? It's simple. We take the money from the rich, give it to the poor. This way, the rich become poor. And the poor become rich (laughs) (laughs) that was good that was good (laughs) uh yeah but um sorry go ahead i'm distracting you now with interdimensional aliens (laughs) (laughs) oh man so um yeah so this guy jordan maxwell talked about how the word church was derived from the word cersei or Kirk, rather, and then that word was derived from the word Circe. And then there is this goddess Circe, which is um, basically, Circe is, um, it's a god that there's like a mythology around Circe and how she needed to like hoard people to be able to feed her her needs. And there's like this mythology around like the word Circe and then Kirk and then church. I think like that's basically the, the lineage, I guess you could say. So it's interesting because now it's like, it's like now where you're saying church. And if we look at the origins, I don't know if this is true. I'm sure people can look it up and I'm probably need to go back and do some research, but there is some truth to that in a way, because, mm. because there isn't necessarily, I don't, and, and I might be getting this wrong, but, there isn't a word church in scripture, is there? It would be the Greek. But so it's be not. Greek. It's, uh, in Spanish, it's a lot more similar. Iglesia. Hmm. Um, it sound, the Greek sounds very similar to that. 
Okay, so the, there is the word church in um, King James. Yeah, but like you said, it might mean something else. Because I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of like, okay, well, God and Christ were trying to activate the kingdom of God. So it's more about the tabernacle, the indwelling, the inner man. We, we are the new covenant tabernacle. Yeah. Where God abides, correct? God's spirit abides. So this idea of church, I might be blurring the lines a little bit, but point is, is I don't know. I remember hearing that and I don't know. I didn't know how true it was or what, what if it had any validity to it, but it'd be interesting to see like if there is some validity to it in terms of like that mythology around it. But it just reminds me, it will, that's what came to mind when we're talking about this. Because there's definitely this, right? Because that was the whole point of, of Christ destroying the temple and it being rebuilt in three days. Yes, he was referring to himself. But I think as like an a, like a, a additional metaphor out of that is you know, the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees were, were, were strict in their, in their um, application of the law. And he came to fulfill the law. So it was a matter of, and what we, we discussed yesterday was that we needed to sacrifice ourselves in that in pursuit to be our brother's keeper. And see if I can make this work. And I think that is the point is to be able to protect, protect in a sense, or like to be able to, to exalt the person over the institutions to not be able, because the institutions are like a stumbling block, if you will. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Person, I think that's people, what I'm trying to get out. Yeah. The individual over the institution. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm looking up the Greek, the Greek for church, and like yeah, the the Greek would be ekklesia, e k k l e s i a, ekklesia, mm. and the English equivalent says church and assembly. Okay, and then there's another one for church. Ooh, but this one it's it's a different one. It's it's uh, Ariosilos, robber of the churches. That's weird that those are next to each other. But um, let me just look up stuff a little bit more. For church. Okay, we'll look at the... From the out, ek, meaning out of, and klesis, a calling, kaleo to call. This is from the Blue Letter Bible, Vines Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. Okay. It says, this was used among the Greeks of a body of citizens gathered to discuss the affairs of state. Acts 1939. Uh, it is used in the sets, sorry, in the set, I don't know what that's it's short for. It is used 
It is used to designate the gathering of Israel, summoned for any definite purpose or a gathering regarded as representative of a whole nation. In Acts 7.38, it is used of Israel. In 1932, I'm sorry, chapter 19, verse 32 and 41 of a riotous mob, it was it has two applications to companies of Christians. A, to the whole company of the redeemed throughout the present era, the company of which Christ said, I will build my church, uh-huh. Matthew sixteen eighteen, and which is further described as the church, which is his body, Ephesians 1, 22 and 5, 23. Uh, B, in the singular number, Matthew eighteen seventeen, congregation, to a company consisting of professed believers, Acts an example, Acts 20, 28, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, Galatians 1, 13, 1 Thessalonians 1, 1, 2 Thessalonians 1, 1, 1 Timothy 3, 5, and in the plural with reference to churches in a district. And then it goes on to say, there is an apparent exception in the RB, revised version of the Bible, of Acts 9.31, where while the AV has churches, quote-unquote, the singular seems to point to a district, but the reference is clearly to the church as it was in Jerusalem, for which it had just been scattered, Acts 8.1. Again, in Romans 16.23, that Gaius was the host of the whole church, simply suggesting that the assembly in Corinth had been accustomed to meet in his house, where Paul... Also, Paul was entertained. So yeah, like you're you're right. It has to do with the gathering. It has to do with um, congregation. Um, okay, so now now I want to know the usage of of church because church doesn't. If that's the case, then church doesn't. Like you were saying, it doesn't equal the temple. Hmm. It has a it has a different form or function in its usage. Maybe it's more of like um depending on the purpose. Yeah. So Application. It, yeah. So if the purpose is for good, then then it's all good. Oh, okay. So I just looked up Circe, C-I-R-C-E. Circe is a goddess of magic or sometimes a nymph, enchantress or sorceress in Greek mythology. And it says right here, the best known of her legend is told in Homer's Odyssey when Odysseus Odysseus visits her island on, I don't know how to say that word, A-E-A-E-A. On the way back from the Trojan War, she changes most of his crew into swine. He forces her to return them to the human shape. To human shape, lives with her for a year and has sons by her, including Latinus and Telegonus. Her ability to change others into animals is further highlighted by the story of Picus, an Italian king whom she turns into a woodpecker for resisting her advances. Another story makes her fall in love with the sea god Glaucus, refers nymph. Skilla to her. Okay, so then not not totally related then. Hmm. 
because yeah, because when I think church, I think of when it's being specific about like the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I would equate that to to the church. Oh, okay, so I looked up Kirk, K-I-R-K, or said Kirk with a U, Kirk. It says a noun, a church. The Presbyterian Presbyterian Church of Scotland, who used the use with the the Scotch and Northern English form of the word church, surviving from Middle English, not often used specifically for the established Church of Scotland. So Kirk is more accurately. Um, so Kirk is a Scottish word meaning church, or more specifically, the Church of Scotland. Yeah. So it's more accurate. Mm. etymology that's the um the origins right yeah so both words kirk and church derive from the kawain greek meaning lord's house which was borrowed into the germanic germanic languages in late antiquity possibly in the course of the gothic missions only connection with the idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies don't know how to say that idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies I didn't say it right again a gothic explains how a Greek neuter noun became a Germanic female feminine so that's mm-hmm. interesting so Kirk is related hmm. so what were you gonna say there, sir? No, just I, I was just curious what it gave for the, the temple hmm. definition for the temple, and all it's giving is shrine or sanctuary. Uh, one of them is saying among the heathen to denote the shrine containing the idol. For among the Jews, the sanctuary in the temple into which only the priest could lawfully enter. And then Christ, as being the tribe of Judah, and thus not being a priest while upon the earth, did not enter the naos. That's referencing second. I don't know if that's second Thessalonians or I think so. Who opposed and exalted second Thessalonians two four, who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The by Christ metaphorically of his own physical body in the pop in apostolic teaching metaphorically church or of the church, the mystical body of Christ of a local church of the present body of the individual believer of the temple seen in visitors in the apocalypse of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb as the temple <laughs> as the temple of the new and heavenly Jerusalem. <laughs> uh, the temple mentioned in now speak of the man of sin. <laughs> God in different ways. Oh another one would be house. So it was uh, for I oikos, that's a Greek. 
O-I-K-O-S, rendered temple. But another breakdown of that would be house. So, because I'm, um, the, the verse that come, that came to, bleh, verse that came to mind for me as far as, um, church being alluded to as a building or as a gathering. So I was like, okay, well, that would make sense as that's like the plural. The church is like the plural of everybody coming together and everybody being this temple that has the, has the spirit of God dwelling in them. So the verse that came to mind was first Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Hmm. So. And then I think, and it's, then it's I, interesting. I think of uh, when two or three gather in my name, there I will be. Yeah. So that's another first to keep in mind. Because then what, well, it kind of sticks out for me, thinking about churches was that when Jesus had his ministry, there weren't any churches. Mm. But churches were a function that an element or function that the disciples dealt with, the apostles dealt with. That's why it's the, they were right. They were establishing churches. They were building them up. That's why it says, that's why we were known. We know it as the early church, right? So I don't know. I'm trying to think what else, what else draws out from there. Hmm. I would say this is a little bit more up your alley. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think if there was like a different usage for it other than the ones we've already mentioned. There's Old Testament Hebrew for church. Oh no, there's not. Sorry. <laughs> it says no Hebrew Aramaic results. <laughs> Why'd you get that? There was. Because it gave me like it gives you like a an outline of what's what. So I'm like, oh, why is it giving me a category for Old Testament Hebrew? I'm like, yeah, sure. I know, I know that church was a church is a Greek root word. Mm. Uh, what else? How many mentions are there in the Bible for this? For church. For church, yeah. Quite a bit. Normally it tells me. King oh. James Version is 76 verses that a church occurs in. NASB is 76. Uh, New King James, 73. ESV, 73. So, King James, according to Strong, Strong is a, like a Bible study book. Uh, concordance dictionary um, it's saying that the church is mentioned 115 times and assembly is there three times it's in revelations to the angel of the church 
And to the angel of the church, 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 the angel of the church. Three John. To the angel of the church. It's interesting. So, like you were saying, in relation to how that fits in with megachurches, for example, right? It's going to be a lot harder to sustain like right now you're saying right now in the pandemic, right? Where there's a lot going on and the accessibility isn't quite there. So it would make, yeah, it makes sense why in those situations, in that context, it's really hard to keep up. It's going to be a lot easier, right? With the smaller group, with a smaller church. But um, I think just both too, no? In both scenarios, whether in the good times or bad times, that it would still be pretty hard to maintain relationships either way. Either way, yeah. Very challenging. And I think that's a key component. It would just, it's, it's, it's the same, I think it would be the same idea around like big government versus small government. It's no different. It's, it's this idea of the individual is the greatest minority and in order to protect the individual, then they need to be held uh, to a high regard as it relates to, you know, liberties and rights. And once, once that's trampled on by, you know, it's, it's that, that story of David and Goliath. It's, it's, you know, it takes someone that's small and weak um, I, I was, I'm reviewing Exodus. I haven't been up on it recently, but I was reviewing Exodus and Moses at the burning bush when he's talking with Jesus, uh, or with God, the spirit of God rather. Right. He mentions to, to him that he's not as, he's not that great of a, of a communicator versus his brother, um, What's his brother's name? Aaron. Aaron. And Jesus, our God's like, I know that, but there's a reason why I'm asking you to do it. And, and I think the answer to that is the answer to why would God choose Moses over Aaron is because it wouldn't, it would make sense why Aaron would be the one to lead and to be able to um, speak um, so eloquently and, and, which is interesting if you think about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, okay, this is interesting. Aaron is able to articulate himself very, very um, clearly and, and, and can do it very well, whereas Moses cannot, right, and is very aware of that. But despite that, God still uses Moses, right? And over time, gets better at it becomes more confident in himself. So I'm just thinking, okay, well, all that really means is, is what's that, what is that verse that says that God doesn't qualify to something, but exalts the qualified or however that goes. Look it up. 
Oh, Jamie, can you pull that up? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, what is another word for qualified? God. Exalts. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because I'm thinking of what Rogan, Joe Rogan would say is we need someone who can articulate themselves well and, you know, can be eloquent in the way they communicate because that's what's important. But to God, that is not what's important. It's just having that willing heart to do what is being asked of you from God. Does this sound familiar that God, God uses the lowly to humble the mighty? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yep. I'm thinking about that one. Well, one that's similar to that. But I don't know if it's that one. forget how it goes yeah because were we just talking about this with Elisel I think so Not coming up. Oh, the called. That's what it was. For God uses the called? I'm looking it up right now. Oh man, there's a lot of the cold. It's the cold. Oh, First Corinthians one twenty seven. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. That sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, James 2.5. Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? Hmm. Oh, 
Oh, so remember we were t- you were talking about Weinstein? Weinstein? Mm-hmm. Eric Weinstein? This is what 1 Corinthians 2.12 says. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Mm-hmm. I like that one about understanding. Because I was saying how knowledge doesn't equal understand knowledge having knowledge doesn't equal having understanding right so there's that there's that component where where knowledge without wisdom is it's fruitless almost yeah exactly yeah in, in a sense mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And then continuing on with First uh, Corinthians twenty, for, uh, chapter one twenty seven, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human might, human being might boast in the presence of God. This one's a challenging one. Uh, there's another one for First Corinthians one twenty. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Hmm. Yeah. That's saying that's saying it too, huh? The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. That's Psalm one sixteen six. Psalm 46, 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good at this. Point is, it's good stuff. <laughs> no, I think. But I think you. Yeah, we hit something today, especially with like you're saying with the. With the church, because then it begs to begs a question, right? Remember that that um that video you sent of Francis Chan? Who? Francis Chan. Remember that he was the he was breaking down some conference, and then he was saying he had interactions with Jehovah's Witness and with Mormons. Oh yeah, yeah. This isn't a question just for them; it's also a question for the church, Mm -hmm. Christians, for believers. And he says. 
if we were to read the Bible from cover to cover 20 times, is what we have right now, would that stay the same? Mm. Would we still do things the same way? Yeah. It's interesting. Just, just that. But yeah, if, if we believe in a God that's not dead, for example, right? Then wouldn't yeah wouldn't he wouldn't he in es- in essence be involved to the point where what we are doing as far as the church is concerned that might look different the way mm-hmm. it does in twenty twenty might look different than what it looked like a hundred years ago you know two hundred years especially with this pandemic right and how much has changed since the pandemic started and all these quarantines and all these stay at home orders. Right, like we're seeing churches that they're they're surviving or they're getting wow. through it. Right, it could it could be you know how now the we keep hearing it more and more. Right, the unemployment rate, the unemployment numbers are going up. Small businesses are closing. I was I'm wondering if maybe this will kind of squeeze out some churches too. It's possible how they operate. I don't know. Certainly possible. Yeah. At the very least, is gonna uh, put pressure on them to think differently. Yeah. And I think that's what I've been noticing is it's putting pressure on people, individuals, organizations, you know, all of the above, top to down. That it's it's bottom to up. It's putting pressure on 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 everyone to think differently about how we do things. Yeah. But that's definitely important. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir is right. It's almost like uh, we're reinventing the wheel, so to speak, about how faith is done, how church is done, how church gatherings, like all that's coming into question, right? What's more effective, what's more efficient, what's more useful. Impactful. Yep. All of that good stuff. So it's definitely an important conversation that we're having. Us and everyone. Like Everybody. The, the conversation. Not necessarily ours. Ours is whatever, you know. Whatever. Who are we? Just Gabriel and Lee at the crossroads. That's all we are. Yes, sir. All right, Lee. Just like that, another one. Right to jail right away. I I gotta go right now. Actually, they're calling me. To jail. No, it's all good. No, I mean like to jail. Oh. <laughs> all that. <laughs> You missed it? I did. Yeah, it's okay. No, I was saying, like, they're calling me, like, I gotta go to jail. I'll be, I'll be back. Oh. <laughs> it's like we're all in jail right now, actually. We're in our mini jails. We're in right? our mini jails. Yeah. We all uh, overcooked the chicken, and we drove too, too slow in the fast lane. We're to jail. <laughs> You play music too loud, right to Joe? 
you you overcook fish, believe it or not, straight to jail. If you're called uh, stealing, like uh, sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you do a good job, actually. Where are the armed men? He starts with, this is outrageous. Where are the armed men that come in to take the protesters away? Where are they? <laughs> this type of behavior is never tolerated in Baracua. <laughs> <laughs> you shout like that, they put you in jail. Right away. No, no trial, no nothing. <laughs> Believe it or not. What was I saying? Did you ever my get... favorite part. Huh? Huh? I was going to say, did you ever see no, the interview when I said that you remind me of him or vice versa? Dan Crenshaw? Yeah, Dan Crenshaw. There you go. I saw some of, I saw some of it, yeah. He's like fidgety like I am. He's like, he yeah, yeah. talk with his hands and like... Yeah. Yeah. He takes his sweet time to explain something. He has to like, to draw it out, I guess. It's very interesting seeing him interact with Rogan. It's different because hey, obviously... why does he... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's different, obviously, because they're doing it like how we're doing it, video chat, so it's a different dynamic. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what does he get out of Joe Rogan? Like, it's interesting. Who, Dan Crenshaw? Yeah, like, he's not necessarily... They're not necessarily seeing eye to eye, but... He's selling a is book. That just... But is that just Joe? Like, he really is the guy that he wants to talk to everybody? Yeah. Hmm. And he's and Dan Crenshaw selling a book, so he needs Double to get whammy. He needs to get to as many uh, potential buyers as possible. Because um, I've heard that Joe won't have certain comedians on. Hmm. I never heard that. Just because um, they're so different that they wouldn't necessarily mesh mm. they wouldn't mesh well supposedly i forget who some other comedians said that but like you know how you know how will sasso is like super like out there goofy and like really animated and like i guess joe's not like that that's true that's very true very different but anyway <laughs> anyway all right, all right sir just like that, another one. Um, we'll be back again next week, probably. God willing, we're still alive. And uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on Spotify, on uh, iTunes, Apple iTunes, and now YouTube. 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 Uh, Zoom. Zoom. You know. Yeah, they, they get a Zoom. If you, if you don't, if you... Uh, if you let Hacker get into your Zoom, straight to jail. Right to jail, right away. All right, Lee. I right, will sir. go ahead and, and stop the recording. You are listening to Gabriel and Lee at the Crossroads.